Beyond the Touchline. Welcome to episode 3 of EWN Sports Podcast Series Beyond the Touchline. In this episode, we take a look at the emotions of the players and fans, as well as the responsibility that players feel and how their performance affects the mood within South Africa. My name is Michael Pedro. And my name is Ahmed Kaji. A big part of any sporting experience, especially when it comes to national teams, is the anthem and what that evokes in players and the fans. I generally feel that regardless of which stadium I'm at, regardless of which sports I'm watching, that when the anthem goes off, singing the South African anthem seems to always just uh, add a different feeling and you then know that the game is officially getting underway. Yeah, and I think it's it's definitely a, a feeling of pride, whether you're playing or whether you aren't. I mean, if you're just sitting at home watching, I know that whenever I watch a Springbok game at home, put the volume all the way up on the TV just to make it feel like you're actually in the stadium. Because before this year, until the test match at Ellis Park, I hadn't been to a stadium for a Springbok game. So to have that stadium experience and to be there when they're singing the anthem and when everyone seemingly is coming together in that moment for the anthem, it's definitely something that puts tingles down your spine. That's the thing across the, across the board when it comes to sports. Uh, I think you look to uh, the Liverpool anthem, the Borussia Dortmund mm. anthem. It just seems that uh, you know everyone just gets really into it regardless of uh, the sport that it is. And with regards to stadium atmosphere, I realise that whenever I go through to the stadium, the grass just seems greener on the <laughs> other side, literally. And that really sends me into a different state of mind, just being in the stadium, listening to everyone. It's just a complete social atmosphere, but everyone's united by the sport. And I mean, if we as spectators and people who just go there to watch the game feel those kind of emotions, for the players on the field, it, it must be an even more special feeling, knowing that they're now going to sing the anthem and then run out and, and represent their country. Joel Stransky is one of the people who have had the honor and privilege of doing that at Ellis Park many, many times uh, here in South Africa. And he painted a magnificent picture of what players experienced during the anthem. The anthem itself is just part of that journey of representing your country. It's, a, it's maybe a little special time where you get to stand there and sing and you get to stand there and think a little bit and uh, maybe take in a little bit more than you would normally. But um, the, 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 the experience of running through down the tunnel, the experience of, you know, that first when you come onto the field, the roar of the crowd, the look around and the, the fact that everyone's in their green Springbok shirts, the singing of the anthem, the lining up to, you know, for the kickoff. It's a sensational part of life, that whole experience. Along with the anthem being a time of reflection, Andre Pollard told us that he reflects on where he has come from and his journey into the Springbok team. It's unbelievable, you know, you, you, you sometimes think back to where you've come from, you think, you think a lot of things in that moment, sometimes you just think about the rugby, it's, it's different each time, but uh, the feeling of support you get, um, the adrenaline you get from it, the energy, the extra energy, it's just unreal, so um, great campaign and, and really, really looking forward to see other people joining. Paula Day speaks about being supported by the country and it must be an extremely uplifting feeling standing on the field, looking out into the crowd and seeing how many people are actually in a stadium to support you and to support your teammates as well. But I just feel like with all of that emotion, it must 
add a, another element of pressure onto the players. You already feel pressure as a player yourself, I'm sure, and the pressure that your coaching staff and, and that you as an individual put on yourself. And then to have a packed stadium singing the anthem and, and chanting at you throughout the game to try and encourage you. In a way, obviously, it does motivate players, but I'm sure it, it puts added pressure on them at the same time. Yeah, that's where the mental part of the game really kicks in. And early on, we obviously referred to how we feel during the anthem, but uh, we also consciously understand, or at least from my side, I consciously understand that the player is now on the field is now representing myself and uh, the rest of the country. And uh, on that front, whatever they do is a representation of myself. So it's an important aspect where you're just trying to play with the idea that this player is representing me. And I guess for them, it's also understanding that. And on that front, they also then would, like you say, would feel the pressure to perform. On that note, to an extent, we almost feel like we are living vicariously through the players who are out on the field. I mean, I know personally, every time I see one of my heroes playing, whether it's cricket, rugby, football, swimming, you're always thinking, I wish I was that person. And you almost putting yourself in their shoes in that moment, thinking, what would you do in that moment? I mean, we all sort of couch coaches when it comes to watching our favorite <laughs> teams and thinking, oh, you should have done that instead of doing this. So when people talk about the power of sport and how it unites people, to me, that's what they're talking about. It's the fact that you have a certain number of people who are supposed to be representative of the greater nation and it's also the other way around where you sitting at home watching your team perform is thinking I wish I was part of that setup and this is what I would do if I was in their shoes kind of thing. And that's something that goes across social and economic status like you say that it unites the country in that way where regardless of whether you're in the office, a man on the street, whether you're living in the suburbs, or you, whether you're living in a township area, when the final kick from a fly half is taking place, everyone is thinking the exact same thing. Should we kick for sticks or should we kick for touch? We all dream of scoring that last minute kick. So you're looking back to the 1995 World Cup. Everyone dreams of uh, scoring that drop goal. Johnny Wilkinson in 2003. So on that front, like you say, it's a uniting factor across the board. Brayton Pulsar is, is one of those people who obviously represented the Springboks many, many times. And his feeling towards representing South Africa and also listening to the anthem and being in the stadium when it's full is that he's going out there to to almost represent the everyday South Africa. It's really wonderful to see when the fans get involved as well and especially when we play at home you know it, the fans are almost like their 16th player and they should never underestimate what it means to the guys uh, wearing the jersey. For me it's always been special you know especially when the fans start singing and, and chanting and and just want you to do well. It's, it's a wonderful sort of just knowing that there are so many people behind you. I find that uh, players and in the team's performances on the field definitely have an effect on the mood in the country or perhaps for their supporters around the world. We saw the Cricket World Cup uh, in 1999. We don't need to go into that <laughs> Please anymore. Don't. Please um, don't. We saw the 2015 semi-final against New Zealand also in cricket where they needed uh, five runs of two balls. Grant Elliott came through and done some magic for New Zealand. The country after that was just uh, in a very 
dark space for the lack of a better word. You can definitely see there again the power that sport has because if the Proteas had made that final in the 2015 World Cup or in 1999, I think it would have been a lot different. The mood would have been a lot different. I know personally uh, was a little bit too young to have any sort of real feelings towards 1999, but definitely 2015, uh, I remember as being pretty much like yesterday. Uh, I remember I was still at university and I was writing a test at the time that South Africa were playing against New Zealand. I think I finished the test in about 20 minutes because wow. I could hear people that were gathered around the TV in the cafeteria chanting and, and screaming every time something happened in the game. Rushed out of the test, got there for the final over and then Grant Elliott hit Dale Stain over his head for six. And I just remember pretty much sulking the entire way home. Did you pass the test? Because then you know if it was worth it or not. I did pass the test, thankfully. Thankfully. So not ev <laughs> not everything was lost. Um, but I think in certain World Cups, uh, I normally just, I watch a lot of TV series. So Modern Family is one of those. Phil Dunphy says the key to a good birthday is low expectations. So I think <laughs> the key to not being disappointed in a World Cup when your team is playing is to have low expectations. When it comes to the Springboks, there is always high expectations. Historically, they are the South African team that has done the best at World Cups and so given their history in the tournament there is always that expectation on their shoulders so that also again adds pressure to the players and to the coaching staff someone who did feel that pressure back in 2007 uh, when South Africa managed to win the trophy for a second time was Dr. Gerica Henning he was part of the backroom staff and he says that Many people look to the team for release from everyday issues that are experienced within the country. This rugby team gives people hope and it inspires the nation and that's, that's what it's all about. We want to inspire people and I think the cricket has got it as well. You know, Unfortunately, a few World Cups, it didn't happen so the nation... We don't believe anymore it's going to happen. And there's always belief when the Springbok rugby team plays, specifically the World Cup. People get excited again because we've done it before, we can do it. And that's quite special. So I think that's got to do, there's a lot of expectations and positive expectations and, and of a country that always you hear about crime and you hear about all the negative stuff. So I think the Springbok rugby team and that that goes around the Springbok team is just new. I call it news of difference, positive things. People want to, people want heroes. People want to see people excel and go to the next level. Someone who will have that weight of expectation on their shoulders for the first time at a World Cup this year is Herschel Yankees. He is also under no illusions as to how massive it is to wear the green and gold and to represent South Africa at any level. It's a huge responsibility. I think the hopes of the nation depends on how good the Springboks play. And it's evident when the, whenever the Springboks play good rugby and, and winning rugby, everyone in South Africa is happy. But as soon as the Springboks lost or, or lose a match, things are, are not quite the same. Uh, you start to see the smiles go away, but whenever the Springboks win, everyone's just happy. So, so for us, um, we want to do our best in and hopefully win, win every single match and bring the cup on. Let us know in the comments below what you feel when supporting your favourite team. You can tweet us at EWN Sport with the hashtag EWN Beyond the Touchline to interact with us. In the next episode, we analyze the players that might make a difference at the World Cup and who stand the best chance of winning. Beyond the Touchline, brought to you by EWN Sports.